Welcome to Parented. I'm Michelle Gams. Today it's me, and we're going to talk about improvement, not perfection. Improvement, not perfection. Improvement, not perfection. We as parents have some unrealistic expectations of ourselves. In fact, I wrote a book about this. We expect ourselves to be perfect or do these inter interactions with our kids perfectly. That we have these expectations that it's supposed to go well and then we feel guilty or beat ourselves up when they don't. Okay, so let's just, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what type of preparation did you get to have this child of yours? Yeah, we got the class to get them out. That's the class we took, get them out. Now, all of us as parents each have a moment of terror. You all know where your moment of terror was. Your moment of terror typically took place in the hospital, on the drive home from the hospital, or arriving home with your newborn. You know exactly where it was and when it was. And it's that moment of what are they thinking? I have no business taking this child home. I don't know what I'm doing. And I certainly cannot be responsible for this. I don't know how to do this. Everybody has that moment. We all do. I remember mine. And it's, it's terrifying. It's a panicking moment because all we did was get a class to get them out. And now they're out. And now what do we do? We pay more to train our dogs than we do to learn how to raise our kids. And what, I, what I'm encouraging you to consider today is that it is a courageous, courageous job to even say, you know what, I could do this differently. I could use some help here. I don't know what I'm doing. It's courageous for you to be listening to these podcasts at all. And it is such a gift to your child that you have some level of openness to learn something because we don't know what we're doing. We don't. And I'm going to include myself in that. So I had my master's degree in counseling. Our daughter was one. Our firstborn was one. And my husband thought it'd be a great idea for us to take a parenting class. We were in Houston, Texas at the time. And I was a school counselor for 600 four to seven-year-olds. Okay? 600 four to seven-year-olds. That was my school. And I was a school counselor. So I thought, okay, sure, I'll take a parenting class with you. I'm not going to learn anything here. I was the most reluctant participant in the class. A five-week parenting course, and thank goodness, it was referred by our pediatrician. He figured it out, where, who it was, when it was, whatever. And I thought, okay, I'll go. But I was just resistant and reluctant. Like, I'm not going to learn anything. I have my master's degree in counseling, and I do this all day. I'm not going to learn anything here. Well, I, was, I became very humbled, and I was so moved by the material that I learned how to teach it, and I've been teaching it for... 18 years now because I believe so strongly in it and 
I've had so many of me's show up in that class. So many of the, the partners that were dragged there by the other partner saying one of them is ready to learn something and knows that we could do this differently and doesn't know how. And that's been my job is to provide tools in your toolbox and you decide which tools to use when, with which kids, and at what ages. So I just fill the, the toolbox and you get to decide if you're going to use the tool at all or maybe not or maybe in two years you'll use that tool. And that it's very courageous to say there's got to be a better way of doing this than what I'm doing now. And to be open to new ideas because they're out there if you're open to that. And it doesn't have to be as ugly as what's happening or there doesn't have to be so much yelling or you don't have to feel as guilty as you feel going to bed and you don't have to regret what you said. There are so many tools and ideas to prevent those things on the front end if we just learn. You know, just like you learn anything else. You learned how to type, you learned how to drive a stick shift, you learned how to drive a car, you learned how to knit, you learned how to do anything. And it takes time and it takes practice and you are completely ignorant at the beginning and you don't even have a clue. Ignorance is bliss. I don't even know why I'm failing. I'm just failing and this is not going well. And then you learn something new, how to do it differently, and it takes time to practice that. And you have to give yourself permission to do it poorly and to say words that are awkward, that sound like words that came out of my mouth, which I have parents say that, okay, Michelle, these are not my words, but I'm using them and they sound foreign and alien. Keep using them anyway, because eventually they'll feel natural to you and it won't even be anything you think about anymore. It just becomes natural like you do now when you drive a stick shift and you're talking on the phone or you're eating because it's natural to you with practice. And so you have to be kind to yourself along that journey from ignorance is bliss. I didn't even know I was failing, i.e., yeah, I got to do this differently. I want to do this differently. Now I need help. Okay, so now I've got some tools. I know I could do this differently. So now I need to practice it differently. And with practice and time, okay, it takes at least 21 days to change a habit. Sometimes I'm told 40. Okay, give yourself time and patience and kindness and gentleness to yourself to practice something different because in 21 days or 40 days it will feel natural and normal and then you can move on to something else it will that'll just be part of your new life with your child you won't be yelling anymore so much you will be getting down on their level when they talk to you you will be getting down their level when you talk to them and there will be less yelling in your house because it's just natural and normal for you to do some of these tools that we talk about. So give yourself a break and practice. Take one or two of the ideas that you learn. One or two. That's it. Don't try to practice a whole bunch of new things. One or two until you feel relief from that stress in your home. The, the stress has been reduced and you feel less stress in that particular situation. So say that you're gonna, say the most stressful thing is bedtime, okay? Then focus your energies on bedtime. We all have limited resources. We have limited time, limited money, limited energy, limits. We have limits. So take your energy and your, your focus, your thoughts, your focus it on that one thing, improve bedtime. And when you feel relief from bedtime and you've practiced some of the tools with that, then move on to 
the going to school in the morning or dinner time that isn't going so well or you know um, the yelling or the disrespect or whatever it is that's going on but don't try to tackle them all at once take one or two things devote yourself to that relieve yourself feel peace from that before you tackle the next level of things so imagine I say I I, met, I ask I encourage parents to divide your um, issues that you feel like that are going on in your home into three bands okay so visualize you've got this top wide band of these issues are the most stressful focus on those top issues those focus on those one or two and then when you get relief from those move down to this middle band and the middle band are the things that yeah these aren't these aren't okay I know they're not okay but I don't have energy to, to direct at those right now. Okay, great. Let's stay focused on this top band, feel relief, and then we'll move down to this middle band when we have the energy to do that. Okay, and then when you have addressed those in the middle band, you move down to these lowest ones that are details and tweaks. And, and you can do that because you have the energy and the space and the time to do that then, but you can't move down to these details and tweaks until you get to the most stressful. Give yourself peace from the most stressful and then work your way down. So I've had parents who have been coming to see me. We've, we've kind of, I've been doing this for 18 years. So I have kids that, you know, have been raised with these principles and these tools for, you know, 15 years now. And so they still come to see me, some of them, and, and I'm thinking of one family in particular, and they have four kids, and they are phenomenal parents. And I always tell them when they come back, I say, you know we're just tweaking, right? Like, we are down here on the bottom. We are just tweaking this because you have got so much that's going right and so many tools and so, much, so many beautiful practices going on in your home. And, of course, there's always going to be issues that you want to tweak and that you need to direct your energies and that they have new stages and ages and different things going on of course just know we're tweaking down here though these are not significant big big things so it's 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 recognizing that truth about your own your own situation and work your way down okay improvement not perfection improvement not perfection improvement not perfection the piece that i wrote this this simple concept that I wrote this book about. It is a very simple concept. And that is that in each of these situations with our kids, we have A through D options. The A option is what these podcasts are about. The A option is best case textbook, best case scenario, should you have the time, resources, and patience to do A then do A. That's the, that's the it went perfectly scenario. It's not always available. We have to be honest. B is the good enough option. B is given that this is the context of what's going on with everything. This is good enough. This is, hey, I, this was the 7 or 8 out of 10. It was good enough. It could be a 5 out of 6 out of 10. It's still good enough. C is do no harm. C is 
take a walk, go outside, say nothing to your child, um, do nothing, do no harm. Don't yell, don't shame, don't embarrass, say, do nothing, do no harm. D is harm. D is yell at them, D is spank them, D is humiliate, shame them. So A through C options all work for you. Just steer clear of D and you're doing fabulous parenting. Fabulous parenting is A, B, or C because that's the truth of our lives is we don't always have the time or the resources to do A. So it's okay to give yourself a break. Do B and C rocks. C still rocks because that's the best I could do is lock myself in the bathroom and breathe and, um, and collect myself so that I could come out and say or do something that I wouldn't regret. So the doing no harm prevents the things that I regret. Like we talked about earlier, I don't want to say or do things I regret. So I want to extract myself from this situation, go lock myself in the bathroom or the bedroom or whatever has a lock, as long as everybody's safe out here and collect myself because the truth is I'm a hundred percent responsible for what I say and what I do, no matter what, no matter what I'm a hundred percent responsible for what I say and what I do. My kids were both under five. I had my niece thrown into the mix for a week while uh, my sister took my other niece to Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. That's in Florida, right? Yeah, Disney World. Anyway, so I had her for a week, and so then I had three kids under five. And I know many of you do this out there, and you're rock stars at it. Me, I wasn't used to having three kids under five. That was the week that I bought the hook and eye at the hardware store for $1.79, and I installed the hook and eye on the inside of the bedroom door so that I could lock myself inside the bedroom when I was losing it so that I wouldn't lose it on these beautiful children that didn't deserve my outbursts of frustration or impatience or whatever. So there was hysteria on the outside of the door and that's fine so long as they were safe, which they were, and they're crying or upset because mommy has locked herself into the bedroom and I needed to take my own calming time to gather myself so that I would say or do things that I was proud of and that I was in integrity with myself and that I wasn't um, ashamed or regretting. So it's giving yourself permission to be where you are and still taking personal responsibility that no matter what, I'm responsible for what I say and what I do and that our job is only to improve from where we are. It's not to be perfect. It's just to own what we're doing and improve it if we can and it's okay to be where we are. So congratulations for listening and trying to do things differently and give yourself a break about that. Focus on one or two things that you're working on and leave the rest for another time when you have relief from these other ones and you can move down to those when you have the time and the resources and the patience, which you may not have right now, so don't do it all. Feel relief and encourage yourself. You're doing a fabulous job because you're really intentional about your parenting and you want to improve and you want to learn and you want to invest more in your children than you do in your dog training. So way to go. Seriously, I celebrate that for you and, um, and way to go. There's lots of resources out there. Stick with it. You got this and thanks for listening.